Thanks for joining us for another amazing message from C3 Church Calgary. Our hope is that our podcast will equip and connect you to Jesus. Now prepare your hearts to receiving something new from God today. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Wasn't that exciting getting to see that highlight reel? I, I love it. I love the thing about conferences and, and Pastor Lon traveling all the way over there or for anyone who's been to any kind of conference is the expectation that people go. You, yeah. Thank you. This is Steve. He's awesome. He's got a good name as well. Um, and, uh, and it's that expectation of going and expecting something, God to do something. And then he does. We can have that every Sunday morning. So I hope you're expecting things this morning. I hope you're expecting breakthrough. I, I've, that worship was incredible. But every Sunday we need to come in expecting God to move because that's who he is. That's what he does. He's moving. It's not a matter of whether he's moving or not. It's whether we're aligning ourselves with what's going on. So is anybody expecting today? Good, good. I hope so. Maybe you need to lean forward on your chair or, or tap the person next to you. Whatever it takes, make sure you're, you're ready because I'm excited for the, um, the Word of God's put on my heart for today. As we're looking at the series, Jesus is. The most important question we can ask is, is who is Jesus? That's the most important question in the world. Um, a lot of people have different opinions about who Jesus is. We all have probably slightly different opinions depending on our experience, depending on our time in the Word, depending on, on uh, what's happened in our life. But the, the most important thing is, is what is Jesus, or who does Jesus say that He is? You know, when we're talking about someone, we should really uh, talk to them and ask them and find out about them. What did they say about themselves? And so it's been really exciting down at uh, East Village for the last, C3 East Village for the last couple months, we've been looking at who does Jesus say that He is? And there's seven incredible I am statements that Jesus proclaims in, in the book of John. So if you want to know about what Jesus, who Jesus says that he is, Jesus according to Jesus, you should really have a look at those seven statements uh, in the book of John. They're fascinating. He says, he says that I am the bread of life. I am the, the gatekeeper. I am the good shepherd. He goes on and proclaims these uh, this imagery that, you know, particularly culturally at the time was controversial was radical, but was to set people free. And so I encourage you to dive in, and I'm going to get to have a bit of a look at, at one of them today. I'm excited to share with you um, this message. Uh, if you're taking notes, it can be called, uh, Let the Light In. Let the Light In. You know, so we're going to be looking at the concept of light and dark, and then we're going to dive into sort of how that relates to one of the I Am statements about Jesus, who's scared of the dark in this place? Do we have any people who are maybe not scared, uncomfortable in the dark? Yeah, good. That's a bit more softer language. It's beautiful. The, um, you know, it's this amazing thing that often uh, we have this fascination. We have this uh, thing with the dark, going into a dark place. We know, our body knows that it's not quite how it's meant to be. Um, you don't see many scary movies set in the daytime. They seem to be set at nighttime. Isn't that interesting? Um, and uh, I don't know if anybody's been in like a, a, one of those, maybe it's a mine shaft or a cave or a room where you experience entire blackness, like every little p uh, piece of light is blocked out and you're just in pure darkness. Has anyone ever been in that? It's quite an eerie feeling, isn't it? So Brad, you're looking super excited about that. That's the rest of us. It's kind of an eerie feeling. Um, you know, I... Uh, I've been in that kind of setting and it's an amazing thing, but you know, darkness is not actually 
a, a color or a thing. When, it, when things are getting darker, it is talking about the removal of light. The absence of light is what creates darkness. Um, and so we're going to look at this, what Jesus has to say about this and, and how this works. In. And, and I believe that if we allow God to move on our heart through his word today, we're going um, to get some freedom in some areas that's going to change our week and change our world. So I hope you're ready. We're going to turn to John, the book of John, chapter 8. And this is where we find one of these I am statements that Jesus makes. You know, often when, uh, I'm sure we've all experienced that feeling of um, going into a dark room or going into like a, a matinee at the movies or maybe in a building where it's dark and then all of a sudden uh, your eyes adjust to that. So when you first enter into it, you're aware that it's dark, you can't see, and then slowly your eyes adjust to it. Even though it's still quite dim, you can manage to get by and manage to get around the room. And then someone turns the lights on or you walk outside and it's like that shock to the system. Do you know what I'm talking about there? That, that, that's so much parallels what happens in our spiritual world at times. I think sometimes we, we find ourselves in a dark area, uh, in, t- in darkness, and we start to get used to it. We start to adjust to it and we start to go, okay, well, at least I can see a little bit. But then when the light of God comes in, we realize actually what kind of darkness we were in. Maybe it's something we've done. Maybe it's something done to you. Maybe it's an emotion. I'm not just talking about sin today, although that's one part of it. I'm talking about those dark places, those seasons we find ourselves in. And I believe today Jesus is going to shine the light into some of those areas. So in uh, chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus is speaking to a crowd and he proclaims this says, again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisee said to him, you are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. I love that, uh, that you know, here's a side message here. I love that Jesus says, I, I judge no one even though I'm the only one qualified to judge. I think as a, as a church, we, can, we do that. And as, a, as in Christ followers these days, we need to understand that Jesus is, sets a great example here. He's the only one who can judge, but he says, I judge not. So how much more should we not be judging of those around us and the situations in our world? Anyway, take that for what it's worth, throwing it out there. Um, I just love how Jesus says that. So uh, we'll jump in at verse 15 there. You judge according to the flesh, I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, where is your Father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would know my Father also." What a powerful passage there. And then um, with these I am statements, Jesus says that he is, I am the light of the world. That's an absolute statement that he makes. It's not a, uh, I am one of the lights of the world. He says he is the light of the world. And it goes on in chapter nine. He displays this with a miracle where he opens up a, a uh, a blind man's eyes so he can see. He brings light to the darkness there. And I love that with the I am statements, we see that he, he says it, but then he also displays it very practically. So, um, so that he does that just following that passage we read out. But here we see that 
Jesus declares himself as the light of the world. Touch the person next to you and say, let the light in. Let the light in. I just want to pray quickly and then we're going to jump into to unpacking this. Lord, I thank you that you are the light of the world, Lord. I thank you that you would bring light to us today as we explore your word, Lord. It's not just through uh, words said from a, a stage, but it's your spirit that's moving and it's active amongst us, speaking to us, meeting people where they're at. So we have ears to hear you this morning, Lord God. Soften our hearts, have your way. We expect you to move in this place because that's who you are. In the name of Jesus, amen. So Jesus declares himself as the light of the world. He does this other areas as well. Um, the following chapter, in chapter John, he states it again that he is. In John 12, he says, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. So I just want to look at what are the implications of Jesus being light for us today and how does that apply to us? He's light in our world in a multitude of ways. Whether you're, maybe you're here, you've never given your life to, to Jesus before, you don't have a relationship with him, or maybe you've been Christian your entire life. This is relevant and so powerful in our life that Jesus is the light of our world. So the first, first point uh, of what light brings is that light brings sight and understanding. You know, if you look up the word light in, in the dictionary, it, it, uh, I think it's the second uh, kind of meaning down. It says something that makes vision possible. Without light, vision isn't possible. Without light, we are hopelessly blind. Blind to our surroundings, blind to our situations, blind to our, some of our downfalls, but, but more, uh, more importantly, blind to the truth of God and how much he loves you and how much he's empowered you to, to take on this world, not just get by, but to overcome this world because he has overcome on our behalf. Light brings sight and understanding. So we're going to look at that. I remember one of my favorite things to do growing up, I grew up on a coastal part of Australia called Tasmania. And so just a, a, a short distance from where I lived, uh, you'd, I'd ride my bike around and then I'd have a short swim and it would take me to these amazing caves that I got to spend hours and hours exploring. Um, I loved cave exploring, it was awesome. And so, but something that I kinda um, would pick up on as I, you'd go into the entrance of this cave and then you'd kinda swim through this little area. But as you started to go further and further into the cave, there was less and less light. You were putting yourself into a, a dark, dark situation to be in. And so, um, lots of fun. I don't know if anyone has ever done that kind of thing. You should find a cave out at Wipers, jump in it. Um, but one of the things, it, really interesting and, and fascinating things is the creatures and the species that develop in dark areas. So there's this uh, species of, of crab uh, on the beaches where I grew up as just a common crab, so we just called it crab. I don't know what it technically was. But um, they, would, they would obviously uh, flourish out and they'd on the beach, on the coast, they'd experience light and day, dark and light, and they'd develop a certain way. But you take the exact same species of crab that had developed in the back of the caves where I went in, um, they would develop very different. So they had the same beginning, the same start, the same origin, they're the same species, but the fact that they're only exposed to darkness makes them develop a certain way. These guys, these creatures were quite ugly. <laughs> they, they were a different color. They were darker. Their shell had developed differently. But the, but the fascinating thing that I, I want to talk about today is their sight had developed different. 
So it wasn't until we went in with a flashlight and shone them on because I guess that's cruel to do, but it's okay. There are any crabs. It's all good. There's lots of them. Um, but they would, they, would, uh, they would scatter away, like, whereas the crabs on, on the beach that were exposed to light, it would not phase them at all. Their sight had developed different. You know, that's actually what the Bible says happened to us. In Romans 1 and 2 particularly, but the whole story of the Bible is that that mankind, because of us turning away from God, we actually um, blocked that light off from God from being fully exposed in our world. And it's made us develop very differently. It's made uh, us individually develop differently, and it's made our world, the way that it's meant to be, develop very differently. But I love that that's not the end of the story. Jesus comes to be the light and to bring that understanding and that revelation that all you have to do is let the light in. And then we can begin to change that process that we've gone through. So I don't know where you're at today. There's many different situations, different circumstances we find ourselves in. There's some people here today going through some very dark seasons. And, um, and you say, well, yeah, that's, that's great. You're talking about the, the light of God and the, and the light of Jesus, but you don't know what I've gone through. And I say, yeah, I don't know what you've gone through, but I know what Jesus went through. I know what the Son of God went through, and I know that there's no circumstance that He can't shine His light into and bring you healing, bring you freedom, bring you deliverance out of a dark place into the light. Jesus, the light of God, brings light and underst- uh, brings understanding and clarity on where we are, but where we are going. So that's my first point. Light brings sight and understanding. Without Jesus, we cannot have a clear sight and understanding of God's love of who we are and what this life is about. I believe today, uh, and we're all on varying degrees of where we are at, this, but there's some people here who you've let your past define who, where you're going. And I believe Jesus wants to shine his light on that and say, yeah, your past might have been like this, but I know the finished product, I know the end, and I'm taking you into a lighter place if you allow me to come in and set you free today. I, I love that... Um, in Romans 8, verse 38, this scripture has been blowing my mind lately. Um, many of us would have heard it. It says, For I am convinced that neither life or death, nor angels or demons, neither, uh, nor powers, nor heights or depths, nor anything else in creation. I love that. Nor anything else. So Paul here lists a few things, and we might go, well, that's not my situation. That's not my circumstance. But then he, he puts a buffer in there that doesn't allow us to do that because he says anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's no darkness. There's no valley. There's no cave. There's no area where you're at today that can separate you from the love of God. He is here to shine his light to you. And we find that in Jesus. Um, Point number two, light gives life. You know, in the natural, one of the crucial parts of of things growing is light, sunlight. Um, Sure, there's some exceptions to that rule, but we find that that plants and things need the light to grow. that's exactly the same in, with the supernatural light of God, that we need that light, we need Jesus for us to grow. It's the exact same principle. We see these things. Just like in the natural, a plant needs sunlight to grow. By the way, who is happy that the sun, sun was out? This Man, like I am a hopeful guy. I'm optimistic, full of faith. And I was finding myself going, God, just kill me now. Take me this winter. Just take me, Lord. Take me right now. Don't worry about today. It's okay. We got a couple of days of sunlight. I got sunburned yesterday. That's how much I was enjoying it. It's an awesome thing. But light helps us grow. 
In order to, to thrive, to flourish, we need to allow the light of Jesus into our world every day. That light uh, of Jesus Christ, he don't, didn't only come to forgive us of sins uh, or just to live a good life, but to empower us to grow, to, to thrive, to bear fruit, to flourish. The thing about light is it brightens. Light brightens, right? That's a very good. Jesus is the light of this world. He comes to brighten our world. When we have Jesus in our world, it should be more colorful, more enriched, more exciting. And is there any excitement in this place? Good. Jesus enhances us. The light of the world enhances our world. If you're finding yourself that life is getting mundane and boring and dull, I would encourage you just to, to have some time with God and revisit and allow the light of Jesus to come in. Let's say no to boring Christianity. Let's say yes to what Jesus came for, and that's the most exciting life you could possibly live that we find in him. That's what light does. It brightens, it enhances, become, makes everything become more vibrant. Yeah, we have dark days, but as we go through life, as we know Jesus more, our life needs to be more colorful, more exciting, more youthful, more energetic, more powerful as we near that, as we continue to go on. If life is becoming dull, I would ask this question, have you switched the light off? Just putting it out there. Number three, how are we doing here? We all right? Light not only exposes, but it purifies. I don't know about uh, anybody else, but with my relationship with God and, and with others, often uh, I put up blockers and I try to keep people out from areas of my life. But the problem with doing that is that it creates a dark hole in our soul, in our, in our, in our life, in our circumstances. And we try to, it's like we know that God can see all can do all, brings everything, but we still try and block him out of areas of our life. Because God's such a gentleman, often he, he, he will wait for us to invite him into those areas. But um, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one and, and who does that, but I put up blockers between the light. And, and I think the, the reason we do this is because none of us like to be exposed. Light brings exposure, but more importantly, it purifies. You know, um, whatever it is, whether it's uh, a dark season, sin in our world, things that have been done to you, things that you've done to others, things that are going on in your world, um, I just want to encourage you that God's not exposing these things uh, simply for the sake of exposure, but it's a means to an end to get to purification. It always has been. God doesn't come to put guilt, to shame on anybody. He will expose areas of our world he would like to work on, but it's always because he wants to purify and make that better, that area. Um, light in the natural is a purifier. You know, it, it's actually uh, a way to purify water from um, bacteria. Or if you're walking through co-op or, or Safeway or, and you see those big water filters that go through a, a process there of filtering water that you can buy, one of the processes they go through is being um, introduced to high-intensity UV light because it's a purifier. That's what light does. Just like Jesus as the light of the world, he's coming to purify you if you allow him in. Whatever the area is, whatever the circumstance is, light beats dark every time. And so I love it. In Isaiah chapter 1, it's, um, the, the prophet there, God's speaking 
through and to the prophet. He says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. It's a process of, of purification. First John chapter 1, verse 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Revelation 1, verse 5, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. He has freed us from our sins by his blood. He has purified us. And so whether there's circumstances, things in your world that you need to work on and that I need to work on, I have no doubt. But the Bible doesn't say that after these things are sorted out, that's when the light of Jesus will shine on you. He wants to be involved in the process. He wants to purify you in the process. Open yourself up to the light of Jesus and he will purify you. We call that process, um, the theological term is sanctification. Have we heard that word before? And, and what that's talking about is, is a process of purification. As Christians, when, we, uh, when you accept Jesus as your Savior, when you let him into your world, you are saved 100%. It is done. It, it's not half finished. It is a complete process. You are saved. You are now justified before God. And then we go through a process of being saved in the natural world of, of becoming more like Christ. And then we have the glorification, which is at the end when we go to be with God. These are the three kind of three things that a Christian will go through, being justified, being sanctified or purified, and then being glorified. And, and I, one way we could say that is, I'm saved, I'm being saved, and I will be saved. That's the process. So this purification pr pr um, process is that being saved. It's not our eternal status with God, where you are saved and entering into relationship with Him. If, if you were to leave this world tomorrow, if you've accepted Christ, you are good. You're okay. But as we live the, the life, he doesn't want us to have the darkness things. He wants to purify us through that. That's sanctification. Anyway, so number so the light doesn't come just to expose. It comes to purify. And uh, number four, light brings hope. Light brings hope. We saw that this week when the sun came out. Calgary became a lot more hopeful when that sunlight. And then, then you guys woke up this, uh, this morning and saw that rain and you said, it's okay, I'm hopeful because it's going to be okay next week. We'll throw that darkness out where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. We'll take the sunlight. But light brings hope. The coming of light brings hope. In the natural, that's a true thing. And in, in the spiritual, you know, the more that I read the Word of God, we've been, many of us here at the church have been uh, reading through the Bible from start to finish this year. And some of the parts in, in the Old Testament can seem quite dark. It can seem quite gloomy. And if we were to take, just, to take them just as a snapshot and just that one part of the Bible without putting it in the context of the entire story, we would be staying in that dark area. But I love throughout the whole Bible, there's always talk of the coming of light, that coming of Jesus, the hope. Yeah, things are bad now. Uh, Israel, you've done some things and, and stuff's going to happen. But there's a coming sun who's going to save you. There's a coming light. Light brings hope. Whatever dark place you find yourself in in life, I want you to always remember that light brings hope. You need to look to the light, not focus on the darkness. Sometimes we get so entrapped in our situation, our circumstance, the thing that's happening to us, which is dark, and we focus on that dark, and then we wonder why does it feel so dark? 
Well, we're meant to look to the light. We're meant to focus on the light of Jesus. And then as we shift our focus from our circumstance to the coming of light of Jesus, uh, we start to walk a little different. We start to navigate ourselves through that situation different. And then all, the, all of a sudden we find ourselves in a light place because we've walked towards Jesus, not towards the darkness. Light brings hope. Hope follows the light. Jesus is the light of this world. Hope for all mankind. So there's a few, a few thoughts on light today um, I, I wanted to share with you that Jesus says that he is the, the light of the world. We're looking at Jesus is. So if he says he is the light of the world and we believe him, how is that functioning in our world? Are we allowing him to, to shine in or have we put up dimmers and blockers? I'd encourage you today, it's as easy as just saying, Jesus, I've been blocking you out of this area. I've been holding, I've been hiding in this cave, but I want your light to come because light beats dark every time. And I want to pray for us at the end in in a few moments uh, for anyone who's finding it hard to to experience that light because of things in your world. I'd love to be able to pray for you. And I believe today you're going to be freed from that. You're going to find yourself stepping into light. Um, And if you've never accepted Jesus, uh, you've never entered a relationship with him, maybe you don't even know how you feel about him. I'd love to give you an opportunity uh, in five minutes or so to invite him into your life for the first time and it will change your life in a mighty and powerful way. Today could be your day to experience the light of the world for the first time in in a new way. So I, I just wanted to put that out now and be thinking about that, that maybe today is the day you enter into a relationship with the Son of God. And, and, uh, and I guarantee you, uh, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the articulate words of how to describe it. But my experience is that my, light has been, uh, my life has been enhanced, brightened, grown as I've experienced Jesus more and more every day. So the cool thing about it, I guess, um, let me just go back. I wanna, I'm going to actually ask the lights to be dimmed in this place. As I was preparing this message, um, Often I think sometimes I've been guilty of when I've heard about that light. Now what's in the box will be revealed. I know you guys were just, suspense, suspense was killing you. Some of you guys didn't even notice it was there, did you? You know, some of the times when uh, we've talked about, I've, I've thought about God's light in my world. I've thought of it as, okay, I've accepted the light of God and uh, now I have this flashlight that he's given me and I get to, get to walk around the place and I still don't actually know what I'm doing. I still don't know where I'm going, but I've got this nice little flashlight here that gets, gets to direct me around, and, and that's what the light of God is. It's just a, a beam. There's been other times where the light of God has, has been some far-off light, and I've looked to it, and I've seen it as, yeah, I know that God is light, and, but I have to stumble my way to try and get to that light. I have to go through a valley. I have to climb over a few things and and get to that light there. And and that's when I'll experience the light of God. But during the preparation for this message, um, God took me back to a a, a place and an image of of actually one of my experiences growing up with my own father. Um, I'd love it if I could have the worship team come back up. and, and I think this will be helpful for some today because God just reminded me and re-highlighted through this preparation of actually what the light of God is and the light of Jesus in our world. You know, my dad, I, I grew up going fishing a lot. Often you'd go out and it was still light, like the sun was still up. You'd go out on sunset and you'd stay for a few hours and it would be pitch black. It, it'd be dark by the time that we had to come, come back. And um, 
you know, we'd, we'd climb over the rocks and the beach and the, all that kind of stuff and we'd get to this place and in the light we could find our way very easily. But when we, uh, but then at nighttime we had the, the obstacles of going back on, uh, on a ground that was uneven, on loose rocks, things like that. And so what my dad would do is in that situation for us kids, he'd say, okay, you guys, you stay here. It's time to pack up. We're going to go. I'm going to go before you. I'm going to make a pathway and, and find the safe way. And so he'd get his flashlight. And so he'd, he'd say, you guys stay here. Okay, you guys are safe here. And he'd walk out the path and he'd find the safest way over the rocks. And he'd find this way that we could get through and he'd find it and he'd take step by step. He'd go before us until he got to it. And then he would turn around and he would shine the light on us. And he would say, hey, son, now I want you to take this step over to here, to this spot, this spot here. And now, yeah, and then you're going to go over here. You're going to go to this place here because I've made a path for you to go through. You're going to be okay. And he'd shine his light back on us. The, fa- the Father loves us so much that he's not shining a light away from us. He's shining it back onto us. He shines a light. And then he'd say, oh, oh, you're falling. It's okay. I've seen the finished product. I know you're going to be okay. You can make it because I've gone before you. That's what Jesus comes to do. That's the light of the world, that Jesus comes before us, but then he doesn't let us stay in a place where this light is some far off, abstract, ethereal thing that we're meant to seek after. He actually has that on us the entire time. He's guiding us, directing us if we would allow him. That is the light of the world coming into our world. I feel like some of us here have felt like, yeah, I know about God, but he's a far off thing that I have to crawl my way to get to. Or maybe it's, you've said, okay, uh, God's real, but He's just given me a flashlight to get through this life. And oh, the batteries are out. What do I do now? No sunshine, no solar-powered pump flashlights. But actually, the light of God is shining on you in no, no matter what path you're on, what circumstance you're finding yourselves in. So I hope that helps you today. As we looked at a few things that light are, that Jesus wants to be the light of, of the world and expose truth and, and he, He's showing you sometimes the situation you're in because He knows where you're going. He knows it's going to be okay. Whatever symptom we have in our life, maybe it's an addiction, maybe it's a relationship breakdown, maybe it's a, a struggle with attitude or uh, with other people or how we view this world, you are not defined by that. The light of God is here to show you that you're defined by what Jesus did. That's where you find your identity. That's just a symptom. We all have that. You are not an addict. You have an addiction, but Jesus is going to set you free from that. You are not defined by someone's words that are spoken over you. You're defined by God's words that are spoken over you that says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you, are, uh, you have great things to do. You can overcome anything because the same Spirit that, li- that rose Jesus from the dead actually lives in you. What? That is blowing my mind. The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. Death is a pretty dark place, but that same Spirit that rose Him out of that dark place lives in you, therefore can rise you out of that dark place that you're in. So as we finish today, I'd love it if you could stand with me in this place. And if we could just look to that light of God. I want to I want to pray for I'm going to pray over us today, but I do want to give an invitation for anybody who's never let that light of God in. Today could be your day. 
And so we've all eyes closed in this place because we do that as a sign of respect. Maybe uh, all, maybe you've first time in church or you've been a while, but you've never actually made that decision and lifted your hand and said, Jesus, I want you to enter into my world. I just want to give you that opportunity in this next moment that today could be your day. So if that is you uh, and, and you're feeling that draw to to check out Jesus, to give Him a go, to enter in a relationship with Him. Can you just put your hand up as eyes are closed in this place? Uh, and I'll acknowledge it. You can put it straight back down. But I'd love to just be able to help you with that today and uh, lead you in a prayer for that. So if that's you, you want to accept Jesus, you want to meet with Jesus, you want to experience Him. Can you just put your hand up in this place? We'll just stay in this place for a moment. Ten more seconds. Three, two, anybody? Just want to. Awesome. So, the second group of people that I want to extend an invitation to is you're finding yourself in a in a dark place at the moment, and um, see all this talk of Jesus coming as light. Uh, when we go through that process, it actually empowers you to be light in your world. Jesus comes as the light, therefore you get to be a light to those around you. But you're finding it difficult to really shine that, uh, shine God, shine the love of God to impact those around you because you feel like you're in a dark season, a dark patch, and you don't have that power to, to shine brightly. I believe today uh, we're going to break that and God's going to show you that you're fully equipped fully authorized and fully empowered to shine bright wherever you find yourself this week. So if that's you, you're finding yourself in a dark place, can you just do something before God now? Maybe it's putting your hands out, arms out in front of you. I want to pray and you find yourself in a, in a dark place, but you want to shine bright this week. You want to shine the love of God and you don't know how that looks. Maybe it's putting your hand up or stepping forward or putting your hands out in front of you. Uh, please do that because I want to pray. But sometimes it takes us actually making a physical action before God and saying, yeah, I'm agreeing with this prayer. I'm lining with this prayer. I want to shine bright this week the love of God so thank you there's, there's people doing that all around this place and I'm going to pray and, and then close the service so Lord I thank you for every single person who's putting their hands up and saying that yeah maybe I feel like I'm in a dark place but I acknowledge that you're the light of this world Jesus so we invite you in I invite you into every circumstance to shine bright that every person who's uh, going through is being held down by uh, sin or shame or something that was done to them, something they're doing to others. Lord, I pray your light would shine on that right now, Lord, and you would show that you love them fully, you've equipped them fully, that there's nothing that can separate them from the, the love of God. Uh, and Lord, I pray that this week they can be a light to other people. Jesus, that you've equipped us to be a light to other people. So I pray for each person who is saying, yes, I want to be that light in my world. I thank you, Lord God, that you are showing them that they are the light already. You've created them to be the light. I pray your Holy Spirit will remove anything that's blocking anyone from being able to experience that. And this week you would guide people with your light, Lord, of how to be a light, to love on people, to smile at people, to start conversations with people, to seek forgiveness from people. Whatever it might be, I thank you, you guide them and you direct them right now and you set them free from that dark valley and you're taking them into a lighter place. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. Awesome. So good, guys. Thanks for being here today.
out those doors. We're going to invite the prayer team forward. If you want someone to stand with you for anything in prayer, whether I uh, preached about it or not, we have an amazing team here. But out those doors walk people who are going to be light to the world, light in a dark place, shine bright this week. Have an awesome week.